Good morning. My name is Jennifer Spate, and I'm a junior English and secondary education major here at Goshen College. President James Brenneman, also affectionately known by students as Jimmy B, <laughs> graduated from Goshen College in 1977 with concentrations in Bible, biology, and natural science. He went on to seminary at Associated Mennonite Biblical Seminary, also known as AMBS, in Elkhart, Indiana. But he earned his Master's of Divinity from Fuller Theological Seminary in California. At Claremont Graduate University, he earned a Master of Arts degree in Religious Studies in 1991 and a doctorate with a focus in Hebrew Bible or Old Testament studies in 1994. Brenneman was ordained as minister in 1986 and is a credentialed minister of Mennonite Church USA. He founded and served as the lead pastor of Pasadena Mennonite Church and also helped leadership and also held leadership positions in the Mennonite denomination. He is the author of several books and articles, including One Jordan Stormy Banks, Lessons from the Book of Deuteronomy, published in 2004, and Canons in Conflict, Negotiating Texts in True and False Prophecy, published by Oxford University Press in 1997. In 2006, President Brenneman, along with his wife, Dr. Terry Plank Brenneman, whom he met during his years here at Goshen, and their son, Quinn, moved to Goshen, Indiana, so that President Brenneman could serve as president of Goshen College. He's been with us ever since. Please welcome me in joining President Brenneman this morning. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Hey, it's good, it's good to be back. It's good to see all of you. This must be the first convocation of the year. I mean, the chapel's packed. I love to see you all. Thank, welcome to all of you who are back. Welcome to all of you who are new. Finally, I get to say, finally, a college that can teach you how to fix the economy, reverse climate change, solve the health care, crisis, and make peace in the Middle East. Our goals at Goshen College are high. We, we don't beat around the bush. And so what do you get when you combine the compassion, conviction, and serious smarts in a room like this? You get the best darn student body on the planet, all of you. Now, I'd like you to do us all a favor, and we're going to welcome all of those of you who are fourth year, seniors, and above. Will you stand and let's give them applause? All right. You are going out into the big, cold, ugly, world a year from now, but we'll send you out with God's blessing. All right, and a degree, hopefully. Okay, all of you who are third year juniors, will you stand? Okay, 
second year sophomore, stand, please. And now all of you who are first years, the largest first year class in about 20 years, will you stand? It's good to have you here. How about if you're transferring from another college or university and this is your first time here or you're coming back to Goshen College, will you stand? All right. How about if you're a student from anywhere outside of the, the boundaries of the United States, will you please stand? Welcome to International Students. And those of you who live about 200 miles or further away from Goshen College, will you please stand? Uh, that was a challenge for those of you who don't have your GPS. I saw a couple of you going, let's see, 198, 199, what am I? Yeah, okay. If you're 199 or below, will you please stand? 199 miles. All right. If your faculty, staff, administration, the president's council, will you please stand or faculty emeriti? Now, if you happen to represent AVI Fresh, our new food service, so is anyone here? All right. I want to challenge all of you who are here. Let's come up with a different name than the rot, okay? AVI Fresh. It'll be a challenge for you, I'm sure. But it's good food, and we're glad, we're glad about that. Now. Did anyone feel left out or just feel like you need a little bit of encouragement in your life? Will you please stand? Anyone? Anyone? Right back here. <laughs> All right. Everyone stand and give yourself an ovation. Everyone. Let me ask Professor of Music Deb Brubaker to come and lead us in that wonderful hymn, Amazing Grace. <laughs> Goshen College, in its over 100-year history, has always considered itself to be a singing community, to use song as a way to draw people together and to identify ourselves. And we want to continue that tradition. So we're going to start with a song that I hope just about everybody in this room knows Amazing Grace. You may either take out your blue hymnal and turn to 143, or we will also have the words up on the PowerPoint. So you may look at either of those. 
We are going to sing verses, if you're looking at the hymnal, verses 1, 2, 3, and 6. And notice that it's also in Spanish in the hymnal, as well as Korean and a few other languages. So feel free to sing in the language that means the most to you. Let's stand. Amazing, amazing grace. When I look out and see all you wonderful, talented, gifted people in this chapel, no two words quite capture the sentiment of my joy of being back with you, back together, than amazing grace. None of you are here today simply because you're stronger and smarter than everyone else though some of you are. None of you are here today because you will become 
stronger, and smarter than everyone else, though some of you will. You're here today, as all of us are, here today because of a thousand amazing graces that God has bestowed upon us, not least of which is Goshen College. We have been heard to say sometimes that Goshen College is more than a college. It's an academic think tank, an international change agent, a community of the spirit, and a whole new kind of peace movement. And that it is. Among the hundreds and even thousands of colleges and universities all over the world, we are, to borrow a phrase, the few, the proud, and the brave who believe when Scripture, both Older and New Testaments, says that God, the creator of the whole universe, is peace. The Older Testament says God is peace. The New Testament says that God's Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is peace. And when we worship such a God, then it's probably pretty important to ask what difference in our lives should such a confession make. I hope that as you see this expression, healing the world piece by piece, and you, just, you see it on uh, pamphlets, and on signposts, and on patches that you'll get on the way out, that you'll see that it's more than simply a clever slogan, but rather it's an awesome challenge, a double dog dare, if you will, an invitation to a profound vocation, even a holy calling for each and every one of us. Now, the idea of healing the world is not all that new. It's not like this is just a clever expression that someone dreamed up. It comes from an ancient Jewish tradition, the Hebrew word being tikkun olam, which simply means repairing the world or healing the world. It's an invitation for everyone, no matter how young or old, no matter how, uh, what gender or creed, no matter what race or ethnic group. Everyone is invited to be a part of God's great plan on the universe to help heal the world's wrongs, to mend what is broken, and to repair any violation. To say we want to help heal the world means that the educational question that we ask of ourselves has to shift from simply being, what ought I to do, or how ought I to live, to how might all the people live together in peace on this speck of stardust we call Earth, or even a corner of God's universe called Goshen College. When I think of the most basic of all human long longings, found in all religious traditions the world over, and especially in Christianity, I think about the longing to be at peace with God, at peace with each other, and at peace with ourselves. Making peace in all its forms seems to me to be so fundamental to human flourishing that one would imagine that every college and university on the planet would claim such a message for itself.
And yet, you do. I'm so pleased that Goshen College does. As I shared at the faculty and staff fall retreat, if God's name is peace, says the Older Testament, if God's essence is peace, if God's Son, Jesus Christ, is our peace, says the New Testament, if we worship such a God and if we put God before anything else, then the scope of peacemaking must be broad and wide, what the biblical text calls shalom. Making peace can never be just about what we don't do. It cannot be simply conflict resolution or about nonviolence. It cannot simply be about reducing evil, being anti-this or that, or trying to stop wars or protest wrong. As important as all those activities are, it has to be more than that. Making peace must be about human flourishing, about joy and beauty and celebration. The prophet Isaiah dreams of a time when Rabbi God will sit around in a lecture room and all God's children will be there and hear the lecture of the Most High God. And after the lecture is over, the whole world will experience shalom or prosperity or peace. Pope John Paul II echoed the prophet of Isaiah when he said, to reach peace is to teach peace. Philosopher Nicholas Walterstorff called such a vision educating for shalom. And Albert Einstein insisted that lasting peace can only happen and be achieved by understanding and not imposed or maintained by force. Prophet, Pope, philosopher, scientist, all came to the same conclusion that the outcome of a good education grounded in faith and profound values the kind that we're committed to here at Goshen College, is key to healing the world piece by piece. The best liberal arts education in the world can't get much better than having such a calling as its own. Making peace, then, means inviting God's help to do good, to celebrate our accomplishments, to compete well, to discover new medicines and create musical masterpieces. Making peace is that warm embrace, that thrill of a kiss, a word of encouragement, and a job well done. Making peace is anything and everything that encourages human flourishing and hope. We can't go back to the old peacenik days of yesteryear when I was a student on Goshen College campus, when we tended to reduce the work of peace to a pet list of sanctioned professions or callings or issues or narrow means to the exclusion of other equally powerful peacemaking options that are available to all of us in this room. A business person making a profit Hiring people is in itself an act of peace. 
He or she need not be seen as a second-class peacemaker over against a voluntary service worker in some far away country. And one wonders sometimes it could be the, ver- it could be the business people of the world who can utterly shift the axis of the world if they seek to make peace. An engineer is no less called to making peace than a preacher. A basketball coach who works miracles of heart and motivation, discipline and teamwork, may in fact outpace a bookish theologian in creating a more peaceful world. The social policy expert in Washington is no less a potential peacemaker than the social worker in Elkhart. The politician no less than the mediator, the wonky green economist, of which we have one currently in Peru, no less a peacemaker than the radical prophet among us. Dolores Huerta, a Latina civil rights leader, said last year when she visited Goshen College campus, every person can make a difference and every minute is a chance to change the world, tikkun olam, to heal the world. And I agree. Every minute is a chance to change the world. And every person can make a difference. You and I can make a difference. Through random acts of kindness, not unlike two of you soccer players who stopped by my office one hot summer day this summer, and gave me an ice cream, and we're passing out ice cream just out of a random joy, an act of kindness. The enjoyment of the Purple Passion Party with gusto is part of the peacemaking, joyful experience. A greeting on the sidewalk, helping tutor fellow students and local kids. Business students, helping local trucking company as some of you have, to go green. Artists, some of you have expressed your art on peacebypeace.com, an expression of wholeness and well-being and caution. Our Maple scholars among you who study the educational needs of the local Latino families, who this past summer studied cholesterol structures in the cell membranes, who studied vengeance and forgiveness, Peruvian Bracelet Project, and all the SST service assignments you do elsewhere and nearby, helping, in this case, helping young women to turn their craft skills into a business. And I don't know how many of you have purchased one of those bracelets since coming back. Documentaries that you've made about immigration in Mexico, about women's voices in South Africa, about HIV and AIDS crisis, in Swaziland, you are making peace. Physics and chemistry students designing equipment to turn French fry oil into biodiesel gas to run Goshen College lawnmowers. We gotta eat more French fries because we're running out of gas. (laughs) Parables, traveling to churches far and wide and expressing the gospel of Jesus Christ in the form of parables of music and drama and personal testimony. Well, I, could, I, I started a list, and I could just keep going on and on and on. Making peace 
is as possible and as, uh, as our imagination is strong. And I invite us, all of us, piece by piece, little by little, every person, every minute, to make a difference. The world needs more people like you, more students, more peacemakers, future researchers, teachers, entrepreneurs, diplomats, artists, professional sports folks, pastors, mothers, fathers, and even college presidents. The world needs you. Anyone whose work is an expression of his or her faith in the one God whose name is peace. So I ask you, can a small college in the Midwest heal the world and have a good time doing it? This is when you say yes. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> can a small college in the Midwest heal the world and have a good time doing it? Yes. I believe we can. I know we can. I want us to jump on board, get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Let's heal the world. Tikkun olam, little by little, piece by piece. Let there be faithful followers, soccer games, poetry jams, movie nights, bursts of songs, canoe trips, and let there be peace on earth. Thank you.
I'm Scott Hosteller, Assistant Professor of Music, and if you are male and you sing, I want to be your friend. <laughs> I'm friends with the women, too. Um, now is the time where we join in with the generations of college students at Goshen before us in singing our alma mater. Our resident brass quartet, uh, Ben Baumgartner, Alan Shank, Aaron Kaufman, Simon Smucker, are going to play through the piece all the way through once, and then we will sing all three verses. And I believe they're in piles at the end of your pew. So if you could pass those out now. <laughs> 